0: Welcome to my friends erotic stories podcast reddits best erotica where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness feast your eyes to the inspiration of this story valentina nappy check her instagram linked below please enjoy a very hot episode of your friends erotic stories Let's listen to The Busty Witch Next Door Has Me Under Her Spell by Future Kings.
1: I should say up front that I am not a very spiritual guy. I believe in three things. Evidence-based science, events I have witnessed with my own eyes, and the profound conviction that holding a pair of big breasts is the closest thing I will ever have to a religious experience. I'm just a fact-based boob guy. So when I learned that the big tit witch next door was trying to lure me under her dress with a dozen powerful love spells, I felt conflicted. I was skeptical about the magic, and very, turned on by what it was supposed to do. Let me start by telling you a little bit about Amber. She has lived next door to me for about a year, but I've known her much longer than that. She moved in last October to take care of her notoriously sassy grandmother, Mrs. Everett. Amber is the only family member who came around regularly before her grandmother's health decline, and she dropped out of college to take on this responsibility. This makes her a very good witch in my book. Amber is also what I call a shapeshifter. She has gone through as many phases like the moon. When she left for college, she was goth. Then she spent a year as a punk. And now she is a full-blown coven queen. I feel like I have seen an angsty caterpillar transform into a lacy, black-winged butterfly. And when I say beautiful, I mean drop-dead gorgeous. Her enormous, pale double-D breasts have been on display for a while now. But Amber's peaks hadn't peaked until she started dabbling in the dark arts. These days, the thin straps of her black tank tops and buttons on her Inkai velvet blouses can barely contain her tits. I'm admittedly not much of an ass guy either, but the flowy dresses and skirts she wears fall in all the right ways to turn my head when I see her. Amber's hair is jet black, and she often wears it in two long boxer braids. Her eyes are dark but happy. And they always seem to dart around when she's nervous like she is perceiving some mysterious energy that is invisible to me. This happens quite often because Amber is very shy. Even though I mow their yard every week and I sit on the porch with the ladies afterward, I think she has only said a few full sentences to me. While I'm mowing though. Amber always brings me cold water and a little towel to wipe the sweat out of my eyes. She smiles and bounces nervously on her toes while she waits for me to empty the glass and clean my face as if there are things she wants to say but she can't seem to find the courage. I volunteered to start mowing Mrs. Everett's lawn a few years ago in exchange for her not calling the cops every time I have friends at my place past 9pm or calling my Tinder dates little hussies from her porch when they Uber home in the morning or calling me a punk ass bitch. Though she only did that once, after I told her that I wasn't interested in Downton Abbey. I had finished mowing around 7pm last set, rinsed off in the shower at my place, and then performed my usual ritual of sitting on Mrs. Everett's front porch with her and Amber to visit and cool down. Mrs. Everett was seated on her porch swing, looking crankier than usual, possibly on account of our neighbors across the street putting up their Halloween decorations. Her rant, Halloween used to be wholesome. A family holiday. Now it's just a night for young women everywhere to get all tarted up and make a mockery of real professions. Have you seen those nurse outfits? Disgraceful. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Everett was a nurse before she retired. Amber, on the other hand, looked even hotter than usual. Her seat was positioned so she was catching every ray of the setting October sun, and it made her fair skin look like it was glowing. She normally didn't wear much makeup other than a scarlet, almost blood-red shade of lipstick. But today she had little wings of eyeliner that made her lashes look like they would take flight after dark. My eyes kept drifting to the dark shadows between Amber's breasts and thighs, which were shown off by a tantalizing black tank top and a super short skirt that looked like it was made from some kind of leather. I know nothing about how most witches normally dress, but I was entranced by her casual occult style. Amber and I said very little. We just sat there and listened to Mrs. Everett rant about skanky ghost costumes, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. Out of the corner of my eye, I'd notice Amber glancing in my direction, almost like she was working up the nerve to strike up a conversation. Once, I turned my head and she was biting her lip with an expression I'd never seen her make. She looked desperate, almost aggravated, in a way that mysteriously made my dick hard. I'll admit that I've had fantasies about hooking up with Amber for a while, But I've always concluded I wasn't her type. I'm the boring, normal dude who lives next door. I wasn't edgy enough when she was a goth. Not rebellious enough when she was a punk. Now that she's a witch, I don't think I'm spiritual enough for her. Maybe one day I'll magically become the person she's looking for. But for right now I am content to just sit on the porch with her. The sun was setting now, and a slight chill settled on our street. Colder than a witch's tit out here. Mrs. Everett remarked. I couldn't tell whether this was her roundabout way of asking Amber to go get her a blanket from inside or an even more passive-aggressive way of telling her granddaughter that the outlines of Amber's nipples were showing through her skimpy tank top. Amber smiled warmly at the grouchy old woman and said, Let me go get you a blanket, Gran. I'll probably change too. Damn, I loved what she had on. When she stood up from her seat, Amber's skirt had clung to her perky ass, so the hem came up a few inches higher than normal. It had barely covered her before, but in its levitated state, my eyes felt drawn toward her milk-white inner thighs and what was above them. Thanks, dear, Mrs. Everett said with a little grin. Fix your grandma a cup of tea too, won't you? I can't afford to catch a cold and die before I see how the latest season of Downton ends. Amber had barely stepped inside their house when Mrs. Everett let out a fierce whisper in my direction. How dense are you? I was completely caught off guard. I did a quick double take and looked at the yard to see if I'd accidentally run over her flowers with the mower. Nope. I am sorry. Mrs. Everett. What did I do? She looked at me with pure disdain and snapped. Nothing. That's exactly the problem. Dumbass. I was starting to get aggravated. Mrs. Everett. I mowed for two hours straight she cut me off. This isn't about the yard. You bonehead. It's about her. Amber. Can't you see she wants you to notice her? What the hell was she talking about? I said hello the moment I saw her. I retorted. Mrs. Everett could see that she wasn't getting anywhere and that she'd have to be more direct. Amber keeps trying over and over to seduce you and I keep telling her you're too stupid to see it. She's been doing so many love spells in our kitchen this summer that it permanently smells like a locker room mixed with grass clippings. And I'll be damned if that isn't one of the worst smells I ever. Mrs. Everett, are you being serious? I could barely believe my ears. Amber, your granddaughter is attracted to me. She let out a scoff that was meant to keep my ego in check. I'm surprised too, she said. I have no idea what she has seen in you all these years. Now she's turning to magic to try and get you too. Two. Well, I can't say it because I'm a lady. But here, look at this. Mrs. Everett looked around suspiciously to make sure Amber was still preoccupied inside. She handed me a small piece of paper that looked like it had been torn from a notebook and then crumpled. The handwriting was meticulous and swirly, the kind of script girls use when they are writing with great intention about their high school crush. The writing resembled a recipe, but not one I'd ever seen before, and not one I'd ever want to eat. It called for all sorts of bizarre ingredients like horsehair, a willow leaf, and dried toad. Some items crossed out and replaced with others. It looked like the author had struggled to find the right measurements too. And that's when I saw it. The title of the recipe, Incantation for New Lovers Conilingus. She was using magic to get someone to, to get her pussy licked. I was at a loss for words. I looked up at Mrs. Everett, who was avoiding eye contact by staring wistfully into the distance. It was probably the first time I'd seen the old lady blushing. That was an early version that she thought wasn't working because it didn't seem to affect you, she said in a dismissive tone. She has a whole spellbook dedicated to certain activities with you. Disgraceful. But this could be about anyone, right? I said in disbelief. I mean, she could want this, this activity, from anybody. Mrs. Everett shook her head slowly, still looking away from me. I saw the smallest hint of a smile creep from the corner of her mouth. Look at the last ingredient, she whispered. Five drops of sweat from the lover-to-be. The towel. She always gave me that same small, soft towel to clean my face off after I was done mowing. She was using my sweat in a spell that, if successful, would require me to, well, clean her come off my face. Holy shit. At that very moment, Amber emerged from the house. I plunged the page from her spellbook into my pocket while I was at it. Resituated my dick. I was very hard at the thought of Amber's thighs around my head, of my mouth against her pussy, my tongue between her lips. Fortunately, Amber was oblivious to my flushed cheeks. She carefully handed Mrs. Everett a steaming cup of tea and started to put an oversized black fleece blanket on the old woman's lap. I was just thinking about heading in, Mrs. Everett said nonchalantly. She stared me dead in the eye with a knowing look and said, I'll leave the two of you to chat for a little while. Your young lungs won't catch pneumonia like mine would. Amber looked at her grandmother a bit perplexed, as if she sensed she'd walked in on the tail end of an important conversation and that some devious plan was now in motion. She helped her grandmother off the porch swing, and after a moment of wobbling, Mrs. Everett gave Amber a warm embrace. Thank you for taking such great care of me, dear, she said. And then, with Amber's back turned to me, Mrs. Everett silently mouthed you're welcome. I was liking this crazy old woman more and more by the minute. She slowly made her way inside the front door, and Amber and I were alone on the porch. Amber had changed into tight black yoga pants and a baggy long-sleeve shirt with an intricate spider web design on it. The pattern across her chest made it look like the fragile web was straining to support her large, perky breasts. Her hair, now freed from her usual boxer braids, cascaded down over her shoulders like a jet black waterfall. She was stunning. I watched as Amber wrapped herself in the fleece blanket she'd brought outside and perched hesitantly on the porch swing. I knew she was probably anxious, as many shy people can be when they are forced into situations that will require conversation. So I decided to break the silence. Do you have any plans for Halloween? I mean, besides trying to find a costume that's grandmother approved. She laughed. Good luck with that. I think the only one she'd be alright with would be a mummy, and even then it might be too revealing. I thought to myself how I'd love to unwrap her from that costume and explore her body. Damn, I'll need a blanket too if my dick gets much harder. I hope she doesn't notice. Surely you've got a party or something going on, right? I said. She smiled sadly, as if she wished that were the case, and shook her head. No, I'm planning to hand out candy to the kids who come by. Most of my friends... People I knew in high school and college before I dropped out, don't exactly get my whole witch thing these days. It's like I'm not hardcore enough for them anymore. I shook my head and said, damn, they're loss. I'm sure the kids are gonna appreciate it though. Amber laughed, and I watched her tits bounce gently underneath the blanket. Oh yes, last year they got toothbrushes from Gran. This year they're getting the good stuff. She looked at me across the porch with an almost longing expression on her face. What about you? Do you have friends or, or a girlfriend or someone you'll be spending Halloween with? Was she trying to find out if I'm single? If I'd be willing to fulfill her incantation? No, I don't have a girlfriend, I said, almost too quickly. And most of my friends have kids of their own these days so they'll be trick or treating. I'll probably be alone, drinking some alcoholic Halloween punch out of a pumpkin at my place until I pass out around 10pm. She let out another big laugh, shaking her breasts again. This time she caught me staring at them. I quickly darted my eyes to the floor. You know, she said, I think there's room over here on the swing for you. There's a lot of blankets if you're, you know, getting cold. What? I wasn't cold, but I wasn't about to turn down that offer. Yeah, that sounds nice. I took my place next to her. The blanket was big enough that we were able to sit on it to cushion the hardwood of the swing and still cover our legs. The sun was fully down now and the only light on the porch came from the bare bulb above us. A chorus of nighttime animals was beginning to sing their songs as if they were trying to help us out by filling the awkward silence. You know it means a lot to me that you help Gran with the yard, Amber said softly. She looked at me and smiled. I know better than most people that she can be. Difficult. I grinned back at her. She's unique, I agreed, but I am happy to help however I can. She looked at me from across the swing and quietly said the words I've still been repeating in my head. I'd like to thank you differently. For a moment I wasn't sure if I'd heard her correctly. But the look in her dark brown eyes told me I'd heard her exactly right. I felt her warm, delicate hands slide beneath the covers, brush my arm, and come to rest on my leg. Who was this version of Amber? It was like the night had given her some power like she was channeling some energy that she'd kept hidden away all the time I'd known her. I felt an intoxicating blend of heat and pressure in my lap. Whatever she was doing, it was working. How? How would you like Tita thanked thank me? Suddenly I was the nervous one. My mind was racing. What was she planning? Were we about to hook up on the porch? A devious little grin appeared on Amber's shiny red lips. Her hand began rubbing up and down my leg and playing with the edge of my shorts. I heard her take a deep breath as if she were inhaling the perfect words, pulling them right out of the cool night air. I want to suck your cock. She whispered. The sentence came out determined, driven, destined. My dick was instantly rock hard. It was pushing the blanket up to form a little black tent. It kind of resembled the top of a witch's pointy hat from the illustrations in old fairy tale books. Amber noticed. Her eyes got wide and she broke out in a big smile, looking at my lap. Now I was feeling some sort of energy. Seeing Amber's reaction to my hard cock made me feel confident. I would love that, I said slyly. But I think I have a better idea. Amber seemed surprised as if she had no clue what I was about to suggest. As if I was adding my magic to our evening on the porch, an ingredient she hadn't accounted for in her charms and chants. I slowly moved off the swing and turned so I was facing her while still being under the blanket. I got down on my knees, situating the extra fleece on the floor underneath them. I wanted to be comfortable. I planned to be here a while. The blanket flowed down over my back, concealing me from everyone but Amber. If you'd have walked past the house, You would have only seen an unbelievably beautiful woman sitting on her porch, enjoying the evening. You wouldn't have been able to see that she was about to be enjoying me. Amber was looking down at me kneeling in front of her. She had one of those breathless smiles. Her lips parted slightly. It's the look a person has when they are surprised to get exactly what they wanted. A wish they never expected to have granted. Delight. She was delighted. I smiled up at her. Amber's breasts were magnificent from this angle and her nipples were visible in the low light. I want to go down on you, I said softly, my face only a few inches from her lap. She nodded enthusiastically. In a breathy voice, she said, Please, please do. I ran my finger along the waistband of her yoga pants. She got the message and quickly helped me pull them down. Out from under her firm ass, over her full thighs, off her feet. The tights took her black socks with them. She was naked from the waist down. The only thing separating her pale body from the world around us was that thick, fleece blanket. Cloaked and on my knees, I leaned forward and started kissing her hips. Down the tops of her closed legs, I kissed the line where her knees met, and then they opened for me. I gently lifted her legs with my hands, guiding them up over my shoulders. The swing rocked slightly as I pulled Amber forward, bringing her pussy closer to my face. My head was between her thighs now in the shadows I was so desperately eyeing earlier. I felt Amber's hands on the back of my head, playing with my hair for a moment before pushing my head down. She pressed my open mouth against her pussy lips. She was clean-shaven, and her skin was soft and smooth. At the same time, she flexed her legs, pulling my whole body forward. The chains of the swing rattled softly with repeated motion. She was grinding my face. I ran my tongue between her lips and tasted sweetness. Her wet pussy told me she had been anticipating this, anticipating us, just as I had. I felt hunger in me, not in my stomach, but a deeper place. It was the sharp, frantic kind of hunger that can only be satisfied by satisfying someone else. I pushed my mouth between the warm, white folds of skin before me and found Amber's clit swollen on the tip of my tongue. At this moment, I discovered the warm, smooth metal of a piercing. I used my tongue to play with it, wondering to myself whether she had gotten it as a goth, punk. Or which. Not that it mattered in the slightest. We were in the here and now. Her legs were twitching, writhing in pleasure. Do you like that? I whispered. God yes. She said from above me. That feels so fucking good. Please keep going. I happily obeyed. I grasped the sides of her ass firmly in my hands and pressed my face against her again. I parted Amber with my tongue. Found her little button and positioned it between my lips. I began sucking her clit gently at first, but soon I was flicking my tongue wildly over its edges, pulling it ever so slightly away from her and into my mouth. I could hear her breathing heavily now. Her fingers were clutching at the back of my head, releasing me every so often so I could come up for air, so I could look up at her blushing face and see the effect I was having on her. I then kissed her inner thigh, leaving behind a glistening wet spot of cum on her skin and retreated beneath the blanket. Between her legs, I must have been eating her pussy for half an hour, though it felt like just a few moments. Lust has an odd way of warping your sense of time. I would have willingly stayed there for days, but I didn't need that long to make her come. Amber was close. She was struggling to stifle her moans. Even if the neighbors or Mrs. Everett couldn't see me, I was getting worried that they would soon hear her. With my head still buried in Amber's lap, I let go of her ass and blindly offered her a handful of the blanket. Even in her love-drunk state, she understood. She forced the fleece into her mouth. Now she could orgasm without being heard. I ran my hands up the sides of her waist, resting just under her tits. I felt her hands on top of mine, taking them and placing my palms squarely on her breasts. She squeezed my hands as if to say she wanted me to be rough, as if she needed me to enjoy her body so she could climax. I clutched her tits in my hands and pushed my tongue as deep into her pussy as possible warm juices ran down my chin as i lapped her up taking care to suck on her pierced clit in between my long tantalizing licks her legs were tight against me now and i couldn't have pulled away if i wanted to i rolled her nipples between my fingers and a little whimper of pleasure managed to escape her gagged mouth her feet began twitching and kicking gently in rhythm with her tongue i felt her pussy convulsing against my tongue and i didn't let up for a moment if i was above the blanket. I would have seen Amber's eyes roll back as the magic came over her body. It felt like the air around us was electric as she shivered, rocking the swing gently back and forth. I swayed with her. I stayed with her until she was done. Until I felt her legs loosen around my shoulders and heard her panting, the blanket pulled from her mouth. I lay my head in Amber's lap for a moment. There was a hint of soreness in the base of my tongue. A reminder of all the work those little muscles in my mouth had just done. I kissed her thighs and emerged from under the blanket to sit in my spot next to her. Amber greeted me with a giggle and used a corner of the blanket to wipe my face off. Her cum was stark white against the soft black fabric. We sat there in comfortable silence for a little while, listening to the sounds of the night. Exhausted, Amber gently leaned over against me on the swing and I put my arm around her. She pulled her bare legs up against her warm chest. That... That was even better than I imagined it. And believe me, she said with a smile, I've imagined it a lot. I chuckled softly. Must be something in the air, I replied. Some kind of magic. She grinned and leaned back into my arm, her head on my chest. I used my toes to push softly against the porch and rock the swing. I was content too, but I was also lost in thought. I was trying to imagine what other enchantments Amber was hiding inside her spellbook.